Hey, 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 what is going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining for another phenomenal episode of She Builds Intimacy with Her Husband podcast and show. And this is a special edition. And so we are, you know, having a podcast today with counterculture marriages. And so we're going to be talking about how to shift the marriage mindset and specifically serving in marriage. So make sure you follow our journey at counterculturemarriages.com. And so we have four couples, you know, my myself, Leona and Omar Carter, we have the uh, Msefas, the Labradors, and the Zimmermans. So there's four couples all going to share powerful value today. So we're going to turn it over to the Labradors because they're going to be leading this phenomenal conversation. So stay tuned. Yeah, great. Thank you. Uh, so good to be with everybody. And yes. what I think we'd love to do really quick is just have each individual couple introduce themselves. So that way we kind of get to know a little bit of your voices and who you are, just a little bit about what you do and kind of how you've come to partner with countercultural marriages. So uh, I'll let Zimmerman's, you guys go. Thanks so much. So we are Garrett and Chelsea Zimmerman, and we are transformed couples. We specialize and focus on blended families because we are one and we understand we can relate and we live the day-to-day -day reality that is blended families. And we know through our experiences that we couldn't do this alone. Um, it truly takes a village and we are so blessed and thankful to be part of counterculture marriages because that's exactly what this is about is about supporting people through collaboration and giving people the resources to have successful, fulfilling marriages that are faith-filled, faith-based, and we're so happy to be here. So thank you so much for the opportunity. I love it. That's great. All right. Forever Marriages, because I always mess up your last name. I'm going with that. <laughs> You're now Forever Marriages forever. <laughs> yes. We'll, we'll work on it. Trust me. Please. I'm Marissa and Sophia here, and we are the founders of Forever Marriages. And in a nutshell, we help uh, millennial newlyweds, um, engaged couples, as well as just marriages that are in the millennial stage um, to have lifelong and godly marriages. And this has been a passion of ours for, for over, I would say, five years. And we're so thankful to be part of this movement, Counterculture Marriages, because we are trying to be countercultural in our marriage as well and to really be a light um, in the kingdom and for Christian marriages all around the world. So thankful for this podcast and this opportunity to sit down and talk with each of you. And awesome, awesome. <laughs> So we are Omar and Leona Carter, and we are intimacy and relationship coaches. And so listen, you know that that intimacy needs to be built in that marriage ongoing. It's not a one and done. And so we're passionate about all things, you know, building intimacy in marriage. And so we're excited to be about part of counterculture and just, you know, adding our flavor to the phenomenal lineup already. So we, listen, we, we blend together to make a phenomenal power pack transformational movement for you. 
And of course, we're Javier and Shannon Labrador with 24-7 Marriage and the Marriage Lab. And we believe in marriage you don't have to, you get to. And that is basically what is the foundation of what we do and who we are and how we change the marriage mindset of that I have to in marriage to I get to. Yeah. And we love being a part of this team because we think we're the best flavor of ice cream out there. <laughs> so all of us together. So, um, yeah. Lean in and listen because you're going to get a lot out of this. Yeah. And I hope that each of you will pull over on the side of the road. If you're listening to this as you're driving, just take some notes and write some things down. Um, we're going to jump in. We've, we've had the privilege of focusing on various areas, right, within shifting the marriage mindset over the last number of weeks. Um, and have some powerful information. And I encourage you, like there's so many ways, but make sure you connect with countercultural marriages to make sure that you get that information. But we're going to high level a little bit about what it means when we talk about shifting the marriage mindset and serving. And so we're going to hear from each person on here a little bit, um, but you just want to share some high level insight and information in this area right now. And I think if we're going to talk about serving, I think where we have to start at is to talk first about selfishness. Um, it seems like an interesting place to start, but if we don't kill that first, how do we move forward, right? And we always say that marriages work, marriages work because you learn to say no to you, right? Because we believe that marriages were meant to kill you. What, Javier? Right? <laughs> like marriages was, marriage was created by God to bless you and to make you happy right after it kills you, <laughs> right? Right after it kills self. There is no way, like for Shannon and I, that after tw through 28 years of marriage that I've been able to serve and pursue her. My greatest privilege every day is to wake up and find how do I honor God and serve him, but how do I radically serve my wife every single day? And, and in the first five years of marriage, I basically almost killed our marriage because of selfishness. Yeah, you did. Yeah, absolutely. That's another podcast. Yeah. That's for That's another time. <laughs> But we learned that marriage is meant to kill you. It is meant to kill self. And that's where people struggle because they're not willing to kill self. And how are we going to serve sacrificially if we don't die to ourselves on mm -hmm. a daily basis, yeah. right? Um, and we also believe that marriage is this, this war between two kingdoms, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of self. And these two wars, these two kingdoms always battling one another. Mm -hmm. And so... We recognize that selfishness is, selfishness is about winning, right? Mm -hmm. And saying that, in essence, when you're selfish, you're saying, I don't want to lay things down to meet your needs, mm -hmm. right? What's important to me is really what's valuable in this moment rather than serving you and mm -hmm. your needs in this moment. Yeah. What's important to me is more important than what's important to us Correct. collectively. Yeah. And so, and what's funny is that we've seen a lot of couples and, and I'm sure everybody on this call has seen them, you have heard, who are listening, have heard this, that, you know, we have people say, I'm killing it in marriage right now. I'm totally killing it in every single area. No, and then when we break it down and we ask about how they feel they're being served, like that's where we start hearing this breakdown, right? He is doing this and she is doing these things and I don't feel this and they haven't understood really the beauty of being able to serve one another and to lay yourself down for that individual. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's massive differences in marriage happen, right, because of what we worship and who we worship. Right. And if we're worshiping ourself and our time and our needs, 
then we're going to have some massive differences within our relationship. Mm -hmm. So shifting over to like understanding, yes, there's this piece about selfishness and dying to that, but also there's this piece about how do then we serve one another? Okay. I'm dealing with that selfishness. Now I got to understand how do I serve one another well in our marriage? Mm -hmm. And um, I think it's, uh, what's his name? The guy from marriage today. What's his oh, name? Help me people. E Evans. Jimmy Evans. Jimmy, Jimmy Evans. Evans. Jimmy yeah. Evans, right? <laughs> that the best marriages are two servants who are in love, right? Mm -hmm. Makes the best marriage. And that that heart of being able to, to understand that I serve to serve first. I'm a servant leader. I serve to serve first. And I'm going to do that within my marriage. Mm -hmm. And one of the keys that we are now starting to develop and talking about in this thing we're calling the minimalist marriage is this area of serving, right? Giving yourself on behalf of another. So when we do this, what is that? What actually happens, right? So I think serving begins with surrender. Like you do not serve your spouse well unless you're surrendered first, right? In your relationship to Christ. That's what we believe as people of faith. And maybe you're on this call and you're not a person of faith. I want you to know that is the core foundation for us is that we are people of faith and God is at the center of our relationship, of our marriage. And that's where we have to be surrendered because out of the overflow of that relationship, we can love our spouse well. And so we live a surrendered life that enables us to be able to serve willingly, to serve with a grateful heart because we get to do this mm -hmm. for them. And ultimately, our serving our spouse is unto our creator, our yeah. heavenly father. It's not so that we look good on Instagram or so that you'll be pleased with Oh, me. look what I did today. Yeah, or, you know, <laughs> that virtue signaling. It's not about what you think, how we'll look, or that I want you to like me more, that our marriage is better. It's like, ultimately, you, Javier, belong to God, and I am serving God's son. Yeah. There you go. That's it. And so, and, and here's the thing that maybe it's hard for some people to, to register this, that serving is not sacrifice, right? Because when we say the word sacrifice, we feel like, oh, I'm giving up something. I'm like, and you are right. But serving mm -hmm. is a privilege. Mm -hmm. It is an honor, something you get to do. There's a marriage mindset. There, It's a shift in mindset that we believe. And, and some of you don't agree with that. And even some of you on our team, like, I want to hear about it because like, there is this shift I think we have to make that it's not a sacrifice where oh, I'm giving up this and I don't get to have. No, no. Some of your desires are good. And the things you want are good. Mm -hmm. And but there are moments where it's been a privilege for me to lay down certain things I may want at that moment to serve my wife in a season that she is in and a hurt she's going through, a difficulty she's struggling with. The past that's come into our present right now. I get to navigate that yeah. with her and serve her in that moment and then guess what happens a month or whatever down the road she wants to do the same for me mm -hmm. and god knows what i need god knows my desires yeah. he knows those things every single one of them gets yeah fulfilled. and it doesn't even have to be like the big things it could be like man i planned on going golfing with some friends but my wife really had this like thing planned and she didn't tell me and wanted to surprise me i'm going to cancel golf with the buddies and I'll do it another time, but I'm going to, 
invest in my wife today. So it's even in the little things that sometimes we let forego and maybe they'll come back, yeah. but it's for the greater good of the marriage. Yeah. And I'm going to stop for just a second. Cause I want to ask you guys like about that. Like, yeah. do you agree with that is serving, right? Do you think it's a sacrifice? It's not a sacrifice. Like, how would you position that? I want to hear from Whoever Joseph. wants to jump in. Joseph and Marissa, let's have it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go ahead and jump in real quick because that's, I think that's a really good way at putting what service is in marriage. And we do believe that, you know, just even looking at the scriptures, service is what we are called to as believers. You know, <clears throat> at the center of our faith is service into one another, and Shannon, you said it, and that service unto one another is to the glory of the Father. We are glorifying Him by serving one another. Um, yeah. Something about you know the scripture from First Corinthians, and I'm going to read it because I want to kind of get it right. It says, "Whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do all for the glory of God." So yeah. when we talk about that, and we relate that to marriage, service in marriage is a form of worship to God. You know, so we got to, you know, put those two together and it just kind of, it just kind of really profoundly changes your relationship and how you relate with one another. And when Marissa and I kind of got a glimpse of that, or we started to understand what that meant, that truly transformed how we related with one another, what we did with, with you know, uh, for one another and what we gladly and what we saw as a privilege to lay down into service of one another. I will say this though, and 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 uh, husbands, you know, I, I love, I love, I love talking specifically to husbands because I feel as if uh, we come into marriage less prepared, uh, less ready to make the shifts that need to be made to be married. So every opportunity I get, I, I try to talk to husbands specifically. Um, whether we call it privilege or sacrifice, I think there's a, it's a, ment, a, a mental shift that has to happen in that when we look at the scriptures and you know, look at Ephesians 5.25 and that, you know, every time I read that scripture, I just see more and more of, oh my goodness, what an honor and a privilege, but also what a task it is to be called a husband. It is a, it's a glory, you know, a, a, a glory, uh, you know, to, to behold. Uh, but in that, the Apostle Paul says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loves the church. And in that, you know, we, we have to understand that as a husband, your love to your wife is measured by the level of sacrifice, you know, so, you know, and, and what you're giving up, uh, what you're uh, able to allow God to kill and what you allow God to put in place of what he kills, you know what I'm saying? So replacing the selfishness with uh, a fruit that will cultivate, you know, the relationship between, you know, in your marriage, you know, so we have to make sure that we understand that, you know, what I'm giving up is an investment. It's not a, a, a sacrifice in, in a form of I am losing this. It is an investment into the healthy of your marriage, into the longevity of your relationship, and into the glory that your marriage will display to others uh, to, you know, for God. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so good. well said. Well said. I have a mic, so I'm going to drop it because that was really good. 
on your behalf. <laughs> Amen. All set. Yeah, um, Leona or Zimmerman, do you guys want to add anything to that? That that not have well, first of all, Joseph, that was amazing. I was like, where's my mic? I don't got a mic, but I'm about to drop it, right? <laughs> he, he went went to church on us. <laughs> but I, I love the sacrifice, I love the perspective because that, yeah, when you think about the sacrifice, you know, I think about the song, we bring the sacrifice of praise into the, you know, you're like, okay, I, I'm giving this up, I'm giving, you know, and there's a feeling that comes when, when you're sacrificing something. And it's not like, we, I'm sacrificing today. Woohoo. No, people are like, oh, gotta sacrifice, you know, like you're dieting. I gotta sacrifice at Starbucks so that I can write. But it's not like that in marriage. We get to, we get, and, and when you, you know, so just having that shift is everything. So I, I love the shift that, you know, I know people are listening like, wait, wait, wait a minute. Did they say sacrifice? It's not a sacrifice. I love it. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think for, for me, what's coming out and all of us on this call right now, and, and maybe a lot of our listeners right now are parents and I always think about it in the context of parenting. And I think it's a relatable piece because when we become parents, we quickly realize that life is no longer just about our personal desires, what we want to do, where we want to go, the people we want to see, because now we've got a human being that is counting on us, especially in those, you know, those younger years where you can't leave them long on their own. They need to be fed and watered and changed and provided for. And I think about the sacrifices that parents make for their kids. And they usually do it without even second guessing it or feeling guilty about it because they feel a responsibility to those children. And I think sometimes in marriage, we, we still need to sacrifice for our partner. You know, I loved what you said, Shannon, in terms of like, sometimes I gotta make decisions that are in the best interest of my marriage in that moment. I may really wanna go golfing, but if that is not an option because it's gonna do more harm than good because of the season that I am in, I need to sacrifice that time with friends. I need to give in to my marriage. I need to serve my wife. And I think about it in context of parenting, uh, we're parents, we have three boys. We can acknowledge that we have sacrificed things in our lives, like our personal lives, for the good of our children, as well as for the good of our family and our marriage. And, you know, the scripture that we talk about, and Chelsea is really good at reminding me of this, we have a heavenly father. And our heavenly father will make sure that we always are provided for, no matter what. And he will actually bless us more when we sacrifice and give up ourselves because of the purpose or the direction that he is putting into our lives. So, you know, that's been something we've reminded ourselves of. And I just want to encourage anyone that's, you know, a parent or listening to that is we will benefit more in our marriages when we sacrifice and give up self. We've seen it as parents. Other parents can probably relate. We've seen it as partners. And we encourage everyone else out there, don't think that you're giving up. You're actually gaining when you sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah, I, did, I think it was great. And I think I think there's this place of 
especially when we're saying like that serving is not just sacrifice, right? It, there is that component, of course, but, but also seeing it like you guys had just, you gave testimony to that, that it is a privilege, right? Mm-hmm. It is an honor. It is our responsibility is what we get to do and move into. Um, I do want to ask uh, for each of you um, specifically, um, you know, and I can tell you really quick for us, you know, um, like serving one another has dramatically changed, right? Who we are has changed, like how the example that we give, yes, to those that are around us, um, to our children, Mm -hmm. uh, when we've learned to pursue one another in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of it's come to because when we seek, when we understand one another, then naturally, then we're going to start begin to serve one another really well and desire to serve one another and do these things. For each of you really quick and maybe just a minute or so, uh, specifically, right? Because every marriage tells a story in your specific marriages. How has serving impacted your marriage, changed and transformed it? I think people need to hear those stories. It's encouraging to know this is where we're at. And by learning to serve one another, this is what has changed. What What has it been for each of you? So for me and Omar, you know, that serving is... It's actually fun. It's actually fun. When we found the fun in it, then it's not the obligation in it. I, you know, because I thought it was obligation at first, but it's actually fun. And so, you know, we wake up like, wow, so so what are we gonna do today? You know, you know, just yesterday he was asking me, do you know where the paperwork is? Because I keep all paperwork, I know where everything is, right? And just even in that small thing, you know, oh yeah, here's the title to our car. Just serving. It's like, what do I get to do? And it's not like, oh my God, I got to do it again. It's it's a privilege. And having that mindset shift over the years, you you it's you don't look you don't dread serving. It's it's actually fun. And you're now you think about more creative and fun ways to serve. That's great. I love that. For us, this is Marissa and Joseph. I would say it's helped with just appreciation for one another. We've been together for uh, 12 years. And because we are uh, millennials and came out of college knowing, you know, each other dated and all that, you know, you can kind of get tired sometimes. People think that, oh, you've been together for so long. Like, what else is there to do? Like, you know everything, but really when you um, make it your job and your duty and your obligation to, we call it out-serving. So when you make it your obligation to out-serve one another, you just gain a new appreciation, a greater appreciation for one another after knowing each other for so long. There's just always so much to to learn and appreciate and to, um, I guess, like Leona said, like have fun with, you know, um, we kind of make a game out of it sometimes like, oh, he did that. So, oh, wow. You know, it's not tip for tap, but, you know, you make it fun. You make it uh, lively and it just adds creativity to your marriage, your relationship when you're not thinking about yourself. And then our child sees that and our community sees that and our immediate families also see that, wow, they actually have a genuine love for serving each other but the broader community like what you do in your house pours out into other people and your community your children of course um into your workplace so it just is a 
total transformation that takes place once you shift your mindset into service mode. Yeah, it's so good because you even touched on a little bit. It's not tip for tat. It's not scorekeeping, Mm-mm. right? Yeah. And yesterday I served you so well. I did this, this, and this for you. And then you stand there waiting like, and, <laughs> right? It's not that way, right? It's like, I get to do this and there's no expectation of anything in return because it is my call, it's my privilege, is what I get to do to love you in this way and display and image Christ to you. Um, and there's such a beauty in that. Uh-huh. And if you're on this call and you've, you've done that over and over again, your spouse doesn't respond, keep doing it. You keep doing it. You keep modeling it. You keep loving. You keep doing it. You don't stop. But, but and Javier, I promise, what if he, but, but what if I'm doing all the work? <laughs> it's going to change. Like I, I, we have seen it over and over again. And each of you have seen this over and over again, that when you continue to do the right thing in the face of the wrong thing, Right change will happen. And first of all, it's not your job to make that change anyways. That's God's. So you trust, right, who they're becoming more than, right, than and anything at. else and where yeah. they're at. Yeah. All right, Zimmerman's. Yeah, great answers, everybody. I just want to say that for us, serving each other actually allows us to fill one another's emotional bank account. And so I find that because we are consistently looking for ways to serve each other, that actually in times of conflict and in times of challenge, we can kind of look back on those times where we were able to serve one another and actually navigate challenge easier because of those deposits that we are consistently making into that emotional bank account. And so you know, for anybody that's listening, if you're, you know, if if you feel like, you know, you're the only one giving and you're the only one that's filling, you know, your, your spouse's bank account, you know, just like Javier said, like continue doing it because at one point, you know, they're going to be like, you know, maybe, maybe they're, maybe the other person's is getting low and they're going to start to fill yours up too. And so be encouraged in that and know And then also the other part of it is that Garrett and I are also in a blended family. So our kids have been through, you know, parents splitting up and seeing, you know, some some pretty negative things. And so for us, being able and having the privilege to serve each other actually shows our children that, you know, healthy, positive, God-centered relationships are possible. And so, you know, for them, they actually make comments. They're like, you guys are kind of gross sometimes at how much you guys like really love on each other and, and serve each other. And it's true because we make it very intentional and, you know, now it's become second nature to us, but our kids see it and they can see what's possible out there for, you know, for their futures and for, for them to have successful God-centered, you know, servanthood relationships with their future so good. So good. Awesome. Awesome. And I'll just button it up with this and throw it back to you, Leona. Like, and this is not a plug for 24-7 marriage, but I think it's true of, of this uh, topic we're talking about. Like, yeah, you don't have to, you get to. You don't have to, you get to. And if that's the mindset you have to have around this, that's a, that's a powerful shift right there that I get to do this to the honor and the glory of God and to image Christ and the love my spouse. I get to do this in this season. So awesome. Leona, I'll throw it back to you. Awesome. This has been an amazing podcast. I hope you found some value from this episode. Make sure you follow us at counterculturemarriages.com and you also get a free gift 
when you follow our journey. So thank you to all the amazing couples who are doing amazing work individually in their businesses. And so you better believe we're coming collectively to really transform marriages. So thank you so much and have a purpose-driven day.